0: Sean Rick Sizemore just finished listening to about half of my first podcast with uh, Sean. Absolutely wonderful, wonderful, wonderful! I love everything about it, uh, especially your story about Pink Floyd and your dad and a kid growing up in the in the seventies. Man, you've got a great style, wonderful voice, and a great way of presenting information. Keep on podcasting; you sound great. Welcome to This Might Not, the podcast for conversations at the edge. I'm your host, Sean Kearney, and in this episode, you'll hear from artist and art teacher, Dino Diolis, as we talk about what art is and how more art might be exactly what we need most in the world today. But first, news. What is the purpose of life? Well, it turns out that's a tough question. And there have been some significant disagreements about the answer. And by significant, I mean a lot of people have killed a lot of other people over those disagreements. Now, fortunately, the meaning of life is much easier to find agreement. According to Wikipedia, the meaning of life is, quote, a 1983 British musical sketch comedy film written and performed by the Monty Python troupe, directed by Terry Jones, it was the last film to feature all six Python members before Graham Chapman died in 1989. So, if the meaning of life is too simple, and you want to throw in the meaning of the universe and everything, just to round things out,
1: the answer to the great question yes. of life, the universe, and everything yes. is yes. is, yes. is yes. forty-two. A tough assignment.
0: 42! When Douglas Adams, the author of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and the radio show, books, games, and various towels about The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, was asked why he picked 42 as the answer, he replied, quote, It was a joke. It had to be a number, an ordinary, smallish number, and I chose that one, unquote. It's hard to significantly disagree with a joke. I mean, a much smaller number of people have killed a relatively small number of people over jokes compared to over the purpose of life. The 1980s punk band The Godfathers came up with an answer. It's not quite as pithy as 42, but it's kind of close. French existential philosopher Jean-Paul Sartre took a crack at it, suggesting there is no purpose of life. Unlike the objects that we create for a purpose whose essence precedes their existence, life just is. And to make it even more tricky, he wrote, we are, quote, condemned to be free because once thrown into the world, we are responsible for everything we do, unquote. So the purpose of life is to create the purpose of life? I don't know, but that sounds like art to me. So what is art? Well, according to dictionary.com, art is, quote, the quality, production, expression, or realm according to aesthetic principles of what is beautiful, appealing, or more than ordinary significance, unquote. Music producer, pioneer, and self-described non-musician Brian Eno one suggested that we, quote, stop thinking about artworks as objects and start thinking about them as triggers for experiences, unquote. Eno also wants to find art as everything we don't have to do.
1: I used to, it used to be my definition of culture. I used to say culture is everything you don't have to do. But culture is a very confusing word because there's the anthropological meaning of culture, meaning, you know, kinship and religion and language and all that sort of thing. And then there's the capital C version of culture, which means the stuff we call art. But what I mean is something actually in between those two. Um, I call art everything that is the sort of stylistic overlay to the things you do. So for example, you have to wear clothes, but you don't have to wear Levi's or Uh, Yves Saint Laurent or Coco Chanel, so there are a lot of elaborations that we make on top of the things we have to do, and in fact most of our time is spent thinking about those elaborations. We spend a lot of our thinking time in the world of style, and I call all of that artistic activity.
0: My guest Dino Diolis is a freelance illustrator, artist, martial artist, and art teacher working to help trigger new experiences in the world, starting with his elementary school students in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I started our conversation by asking Dino to comment on Brian Eno's thoughts on how to define art.
2: Uh, I feel like art has a really, really broad definition. I really liked how Brian just put the hat, Brian Eno just put that as the stylistic overlay. I, I think that's very apropos. For me personally, and and I, I'll use that caveat just just because I don't want to say what art is for everybody. I don't. I really don't know. Uh, for me personally, art is something that I am drawn to, find beautiful, uh, and, and it just moves me in some way. But you know, being an art teacher, I, I don't define it that way with my kids. You know, I I ultimately tell them almost anything can be art, uh, although. The stylistic overlay is a great definition. I I really like that.
0: I then asked Eno to describe as a professional his approach to creating art.
2: I create art simply for myself. It's a compulsion issue. If I never made a penny at it, I would still do it because it makes me feel good. Um, Once I am caught up in the whole process and I am lost in creation, that is the best feeling in the world. That is next to godliness. And what I really love about it is that it's that's, that's the primary goal. That, that state is the primary goal versus whatever end you're trying to get from it, you know, whether it be uh, the perfect painting or the perfect sidekick or the perfect computer program. It, it's the idea of being able to flow, to, to get into that state. That's better for us as people, in my opinion than my God than uh, you know ten therapists and fifty gyms, and I don't know what man it's just it's fantastic for you and i i want I want to convey that to people just you know think about doing something you absolutely love doing uh, once you're completely lost in it and you're you're doing that thing and you've been doing it for you know. Twenty minutes or two hours, and then someone comes and taps you on the shoulder and pulls you out of your revere. You know that's that's the feeling I'm talking about, where you were just lost in it and could do it forever. And my hope is to allow these kids to to get there, to to convey that feeling to them, to hopefully get them all to experience it, and not just to experience it, but to create a conduit so that they can use that to go back to that same place over and over again. And you can use it in, in you know, a variety of different areas, not just the creation of art. You know, it's that, that mindset that I guess I'm after myself
0: and to share with them. We'll be right back with more of our conversation after this word from our sponsor, Yes LMS. So what is a learning management system or LMS? For most organizations, their LMS is the place where learning goes to die, where people are forced to take courses and quizzes they don't want or things they'll probably never use in a system so complicated or otherwise known as feature-rich and so user-unfriendly that people have to take even more courses just to learn how to use the thing. And for the users and designers, all this work and hassle comes down to little more than checking a digital box to get people off some compliance naughty list. So given that definition, our sponsor, YesLMS, might not be a learning management system. YesLMS is really more of a learning mastery system designed to help people share and learn relevant skills they apply to get better results in the real world. Yes, LMS is a beautiful, modern, cloud-based system that's super easy to use, fully accessible, and built for teams who want to do more than check compliance completions and actually move their mission forward. So if you're a small business, education institution, or nonprofit, Yes, LMS has options tailored to get you up and running quickly with exactly what you need. To schedule your demo and see what an LMS can be, Visit YesLMS.com today. When I first met Dino Diolis, he was a senior student and instructor at a martial arts school in Colorado. Dino commanded respect not just for his extraordinary skill as a practitioner, but for his skill as a teacher. While he could have easily overwhelmed most of the other students and even most of the other instructors, he never had any interest in showing off. He constantly adjusted to the person in front of him. His passion and enthusiasm were contagious, and his instruction was precise, where a reasonable amount of practice would lead to a visible improvement, and that improvement would then lead to the next, and the next, and the next.
2: My enthusiasm is something that I actually never even consider, and I, I suppose that's because, uh, again, on a personal level, I feel like if I'm going to do something, I'm going to throw myself into it. I've, I've never been one of half measures. Um, and And you know, I've been blessed in that way. Uh, my family, in terms of my energy levels, might might disagree with you just a little bit because at 10 at night when I'm still walking around the house bouncing out of my skin, <laughs> they, uh, they want me to settle down a little bit. But uh, the enthusiasm, yeah, that, that's uh, luckily, that's always been an easy thing for me. And in terms of the the one step at a time, you know, I've been given that a great deal of thought. I, i agree i did not even realize that i did that um but i guess i do and i think that the pandemic is interesting in that regard because so many people we were having this conversation a little earlier i believe uh feel so overwhelmed in these times and you don't know where we're going things are uncertain and that that's an interesting little rabbit hole too i'll, I'll jump back to that in just a second, but. Uh, things are uncertain and people don't know what to do and they feel overwhelmed and frustrated. Why not just take control of the moment that you have right in front of you, you know, okay, uh, I have to do the dishes. I want to do these dishes the best I possibly can and then see where that takes me. You know, just, just by controlling little things in your life that you can, it, it, it will help you calm down and perhaps everything won't seem so overwhelming. And, you know, the dichotomy there, then, is that that I think everybody is so freaked out because all the illusion of control that they thought they had over the future came crashing down because of the pandemic, you know. So, I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's baby steps, I guess. And hopefully, you know, again, hopefully we see more good from bad come out of this. Um, but uh, I'll keep being enthusiastic and hopefully getting good, clear direction one step at a time. <laughs> Any simple thing, you know that you that you take seriously, and you know, and not not to say being unhappy about it, but simply just give it its due and take it seriously while you're doing it. Uh, you never know when that's going to come back and help you. And so it's just this state of preparedness, this this Boy Scoutness. You know, uh, the the thousand squats you've done over the last you know six months or, or whatever might not make your legs look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but when you're walking down the steps and, and you, you slip on the second to last step, you don't blow out your knee, you know? And while that was not your goal at the beginning, that was an effect. And so why not just make ourselves prepared? It can't hurt.
0: So maybe we don't need to find a purpose, we get to create one. And let's face it, the first draft of any creative work is usually awful and we need to keep working at it. And we don't have to wait for any of our works to be art, to be finished. Back to Brian Eno, it always comes back to Eno, who wrote, quote, I think audiences are quite comfortable watching something come into being, end quote. So if we approach creating purpose with intention, an intention that might bring something beautiful to other people even before it's done, we're more likely to create a purpose worth having and a life worth living. At least before we're done. My thanks again to Dino Diolis. You can learn more about Dino on Instagram at Dino Makes Art. And my thanks to our sponsor, YesLMS, and to you for listening. If you want to hear more, please subscribe, share with others, and let us know how we're doing with a rating or a comment on your podcast platform of choice. Every bit helps, and we appreciate your support of This Might Not, the podcast. In future episodes, we'll explore other big ideas around mental health, data models, freelancing, science, magic, hypnosis, comedy, and much more. And if you have ideas for topics or people we should interview, please reach out to me directly at sean, S-E-A-N, at thismightnot.com. Thanks again. And remember, the next time that you think you may already know what something is, consider This Might Not.